listening to White to truck it i'm tuner and this is what the truck i'm here with the dude on this very cold winter morning here in freight alley my friend chattanooga yeah it's snowing no flurries coming down my friend it's snowing all over the place yeah. even here in chattanooga <laughs> we got even here in chattanooga like, yeah they tell you that uh they tell you that you think you're going to the south and it's going to be really like warm and nice all the time here yeah it's definitely very seasonal it's nice seasonal though because like here it'll get maybe down to like 32 degrees it won't get to like negative 13 negative 30 which is nice not for any length of time. No. I've had five-degree mornings. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, hey, did you hear about this, though? So we, I think we'd mentioned this on one of our sort of a side segments, but it was this guy, Stephen Bradenberg. He's a former Wisconsin pharmacist who sabotaged those 570 doses of the Moderna vaccine, allegedly. Yeah. Well, supposedly he told his pharmacy technician that, I guess, that, guess get, get this, that the earth was flat and that the sky was not real. Instead, what we are seeing up there is a shield put up by the government to prevent individuals from seeing God and also that Judgment Day is coming. God, I... I... <laughs> I think he told his ex-wife that the that heaven was in their house as well, or something like that. But yeah, he uh, so he thought that the Moderna vaccine could alter your DNA. Apparently, he he thought and a lot. So uh, the the best course of action, obviously, would be to taint the doses. Well, and then let people take them. I think fifty-seven <laughs> people actually took them. And that's a, that's a dangerous thing about some of these yeah, conspiracy theories. Sure you know, you think they're just like. Sometimes you think they're just funny or, or a big joke, but, you know, they, they do have uh, some severe consequences for him. It will, right? Sounds like Judgment Day is coming for him in a court of law. Coming to a court near you. Well, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about 2021's best fleets to drive for, driver health with Rolling Strong, and the ins and outs of air cargo with a veteran over in Air Canada. We actually have two Canadian guests on today. Exciting. Plus, the reasons behind the sabotage COVID-19 vaccines. We just got to that. A new trial ordered in the case of a warehouse driver run over by a Warner truck. Flatbed is making a comeback. Moving a 200-foot turbine blade. That video will be near the end of the show. You're not going to believe it, how they move this thing. In fact, people on the internet didn't when they just saw pictures and yeah. Yeah, they we were almost foul. They were calling foul. They were. They were like, this yeah. is totally photoshopped. We saw the video and we have the video. We'll look at it in a bit and you'll see how this actually worked. And it is completely fascinating stuff. We're going to have Jane Jazari, uh, Jazrawe, she's CEO of Carrier's Edge, Steve Kane, president of Rolling Strong, Trey Griggs going to play it forward, vice president of Lean Sales, and Peter Bollet, he's the uh, retired strategic senior procurement manager at Air Canada. But let's say thank you to uh, our new sponsors this month. This episode is brought to you by Legend Transportation, which has been establishing partners through outside customer service since 2007. Learn more at newlegendinc.com. Head there right after the show. So this is an interesting case right here. So we mm -hmm. have, let's get into headlines here. There's a new trial ordered in the case of this warehouse driver that was run over by a Warner truck, right? And they're the defense is coming up with their reasoning. Uh, the, the prosecution has theirs. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But John Kingston, he reports that a jury verdict absolving Warner Enterprises, Inc. and one of its drivers from liability for a fatal warehouse accident that occurred in 2017 has been reversed and a new trial has been ordered. At issue here is whether the jury ruled against the widow of Harold Days, he's the man who died, a worker at the Coca-Cola plant in Broward County, Florida, that he had improperly, uh, improperly considered whether Dries was wearing an earbud when he was run over by the Warner truck by a Vincent Minot. He was the driver. 
Yeah, by Vincent Minot, the driver. Yeah, and so the, the, the so the suit was brought by Gail Johnson Days, who is the the, the uh, his widow, uh, Harold Days' widow. Uh, and Harold Days was described as a security guard working for a third party contractor who was tasked with logging tractor trailers out of the distribution center. They discussed this uh, he with Vincent about what he was going to do, right, and backing this thing up. In the ruling handed down last week by a three-judge appellate panel in Florida's third district court, the judges ruled that the admission of the evidence about the earbud constituted inadmissible hearsay. Mm. Werner and the driver who benefited from allowing that testimony to be heard by the jury have not met their high burden of establishing whether, uh, there, that there is no reasonable uh, possibility that the error contributed to the verdict the court ruled. Yeah, so th- what, what's that hand here is whether this guy was wearing an earbud or not and whether he could hear a truck horn, yeah. which, I mean, I don't know how powerful you're trying to say this guy's earbuds were, but truck horns are, are really loud. I would think that an earbud would not be loud enough to block one out, but yeah. that's what's at, at case here. The appellate judge, his recap of the trial is that uh, it's contentious proceeding. You know, the, 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 the proceedings got contentious immediately, got off to a rocky start. When Warner side, they said, can you imagine how you'd feel if somebody told you that you'd killed someone and you didn't think it was your fault? So the driver's saying, look, I had no intention of killing this guy. Yeah. So that's his defense. Um, but the driver's widow argued that Minot got back in his cab and he negligently backed up without taking basic precautions like first locating days even um, even if this involved getting out of the truck again. So she's saying he's kind of lazy, didn't get out of the truck, didn't take a look. Since the evidence uh, that Days was wearing an earbud was not admissible, that undercuts the warner Minot argument that the driver had sounded his horn, which was in dispute. But the potential existence of the earbud could help the argument that the horn was sounded but could not be heard. But again, I'm not sure one earbud would really would really be enough. I'm glad I'm not on that jury. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, the the police officer, the people who were there at the scene and saw him there on the ground after said that the earbud was there. How is that not admissible? There were witnesses there that said it was in his ear, uh, and like you said, uh, blowing a horn is. I would think it's going to go through an earbud. I would think so as well. I don't. Well, Flatbed is making a comeback. Uh, Zach Strickland, his chart of the week, he took, a, he took a look at this. After spending much of 2020 below van and reefer levels, Flatbed spot rates have surpassed their van cousins this month. And we've been talking about that. The, the, the dry van spot rate's been dropping down. Um, what was it, 321 down to 271? And we might see more declines this week. We'll know by Wednesday when we do the show or actually in the newsletter tomorrow. You can sign up for that. Freightwaves.com slash WTT comes out every Tuesday at 6. We have a little market breakdown in there as well. But according to truckstop.com, seven-day average spot rates reported by its users. The average flat band spot rate moved up by, well, not a ton, but a cent to 285 a mile last week. Well, we were seeing a fall, though, in van rates, so that's why it's significant. Historically speaking, though, this is more of a return to normalcy as it's usual for flatbed to be cheaper than dry van uh, trailer freight on the spot market. After a relatively disappointing 2020, though, compared to other modes, could this be the year of the flatbed? Yeah, or it, yeah, it coming back. So even with the industrial sector limping along, right, the expectations are high for 2021, uh, with many forecasting a record, uh, rapid economic recovery once the pandemic subsides and the vaccines get out there. Uh, hopefully there's no more Brandenburgs out there trying to uh, sabotage those. This, But this could lead to a recovery in a business investment, uh, uh, obviously, though many eyes will be on the new administration for changes to the current corporate tax structure. Regardless, many companies have been sitting on cash waiting for more certainty in the economy before spending. It's always something, Dooner, right? We're waiting for the vaccine, everything. Now we got administration change. Will we spend money? Will it come back? Will it not? 
Yeah, I mean, there's little doubt that consumer spending, right, the, the pattern is that the changes in consumer spending drove most of the freight demand in 2020. You're not throwing a lot of the stuff that you're buying on Amazon on the yeah. back of a flatbed truck. Um, industrial sectors were down, but again, if you look through, go to FreightWaves.com, look through Zach's chart of the week, but he, he outlines even deeper than we're going to do on this show on why he thinks a, a rebound is, is eminent. You mentioned the weather here. This is just uh, something to look out for if you're mm-hmm. out there uh, right along that whole um, 95 corridor, right, going up the the northeast coast. Tons oh, yeah. of storms, major cities and supply chain hubs within densely populated zones, including New York, Philadelphia, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., Hartford, Connecticut, and Boston are going to face potential road closures as uh, the possible of uh, several major interstates, including I-95, I-84, I-81, I-80, I-76, and I-70, all that I got familiar with when I was driving up to Boston <laughs> and back from Boston. But uh, totals could be, by Tuesday, through Tuesday, could be 6 to 12 inches with gusts over 60 miles an hour. So drive safe out there if you're on the roads who are you driving for, though? That's why we brought Jane Jizrawi on today. She's CEO over at Carrier's Edge, and they just did their list, which was the, uh, what, 2021 best fleets to drive for. So, Jane, thank you for joining us on air. Let's, uh, let's meet you, and let's talk about this list you got. Hey, guys. Well, what would you like to talk about? We hey, have Jane, a list of 20 fleets. <laughs> it was a good time talking to you on the, uh, oh, nice Galaga Arcade, by the way, behind you. Do you like, this is my absolute favorite game when I was a teenager growing up in the 80s. Oh so, wow! Sweet Galaga I'm the fan. I score in my house, so I am I am the reigning champion. Okay, what's your high my score total? Because I'm going to go over oh, there God. and I'm going to beat it and I'm going to put my initials on that machine. <laughs> it probably would not take very much, but when I was in uh, when I was in high school, I knew what the bug was that you could get them to stop shooting. So that's a secret. Got you. <laughs> I never discovered that bug. I've played it many, many times, but I didn't know that. There's this great documentary on uh, Netflix called Man vs. Snake, and it's about this, this yeah. guy who's like in this game Snake. He's trying to set the high score, and you have to play for like days on end. Yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah. just crazy. You got to get like so many lives yeah. that you can sleep and yeah, take a break yeah, from yeah. it. But, but Jane, you were on radio. We got to talk a bit about this list. But for this audience here, one of the things you did over at Carrier's Edge is you did your 2021 best fleets to drive for. But before we get there, just introduce yourself and what's Carrier's Edge for those in the audience who may not be familiar. Sure. Um, Carrier's Edge is a driver training uh, company. We provide driver training online to fleets. And what we decided or what we discovered years and years ago, like about 14 years ago, is that we needed a better conversation about human resources. So one of the things that you can do and training is involved in this to increase uh, the quality of a workplace is to have a competition. So one of the things that we decided to do after seeing Fortune 100, like the best companies to work for, that kind of thing, we decided to do one for trucking because trucking wasn't really represented. So uh, we started doing the best place to drive for. And after people start stopped thinking that we were selling them something, uh, it actually got off the ground. So we started in about 2007, which was kind of a bad year, but uh, it has come, come around since then. And uh, it's going strong. So it kind of ties into what we do. What we find out from fleets actually helps us with what we do in terms of driver training. We find out about different technologies that are happening, different approaches that fleets are taking. So it kind of goes hand in hand. So, Jane, uh, before we get to the the, uh, 
the the list here and go through this. I was on your website. I'm going through there. I'm looking at all the different models you have, and there's it's amazing how much is there and the ability to actually go in there and create your own modules, right? You can go in and kind of your own proprietary type of modules, that type of stuff. So really, really interesting stuff. And and I've been in in the, in the business for almost 34 years, not in your business, but in logistics. So. Uh, what have you seen as the biggest changes? Really, uh, how has training evolved? I've I've been here since the very beginning. It was just paper, paper and a pencil, right? Um, yeah. So interesting yeah. to hear how how you see it evolving over the last year, last twenty years. Um, I think the idea of look them in the eye is the biggest change. Is that when we started uh, fifty, and we started in Canada, it was a little bit different because there was a company doing it in the U.S. Uh, in Canada, nobody was really doing online training at all, and people didn't people didn't trust us very much because they thought you know everybody was doing training in a classroom, and a lot of safety managers would say, "No, I want to look them. I want to get them in. I want to look them in the eye and make sure they understand it." And okay, that you know. Fine, uh, but we what we did was we then took that as a challenge and said, okay, well, how are we going to convince people that online training will actually do the same as in-person training? You don't have to necessarily look them in the eye, but what you have to do is try to figure out a way that everybody is satisfied that somebody understands a particular concept. So that's what we've been trying to do. But that's the that's the thing that makes us go, oh. Um, the other thing is technology. And that technology has gone crazy in the last 10 years, I would say. So, Jane, tell us, how is it decided this 2021 best fleets to drive for? And how how has that changed, too? Again, you know, you mentioned that 20 years of history. So how is the definition of what makes a good fleet to drive for changed through the years? I think the biggest thing is that they have to change. They can't just be a good fleet in 2012 and remain a good fleet now. You can't just you know, be there one year and just be there forever. You actually have to look at everything that you're doing and think about how you can make it better. And when new technology comes into play, then you use that new technology, you experiment with it. A lot of the best, the top 20 who have been on it for a really long time did things that didn't work. And then they learned from that and they changed it and tried again and have found things that do work. So that's really the secret of being on the list over time. But, and you have to, you can't rest on your laurels. You have to adopt technology. You have to figure out how to get your drivers integrated into how the technology works, make sure everybody's on board. And, and really that is kind of what's shaping, I'd say at least the last five to seven years has been a big, huge influence with how fleets have dealt with technology. And if they don't, they don't get on the list because it's really difficult to communicate with your drivers and have a really cohesive unit without actually using technology to do it. So I hear what you're saying, Janet, you know, you've got to have that constant, uh, I guess, you got to be self-aware as a, as a company and do that constant evaluation and try and change with the times and make sure you're responding to the needs that are always evolving of your employees. And in this case, the, the drivers, you keep saying technology is, I mean, when you talk about change and keeping up with the times, it's more than just technology, but is that the common thread with the people that sticked on this list and have stayed here? You've got uh, a, a number, you know, that have been on here for, for many, many years, uh, mm -hmm. for 10 years or so. Is that the common theme more so, the tech than, say, policy, et cetera, or, or do you see a sway there? It's, it's like it, you need to combine it all. And the ones that are really successful have said, okay, 
this is what we're going to use technology for. This is how we're going to use it with our drivers. We're going to get feedback from our drivers and find out if it's working. Then we're going to do a little bit more. So they do little bits of tests. So you have to actually have a combination of everything. And when I kind of keep going back to technology is that technology got foisted on the trucking industry big time. Like there was almost like, here you go. Here's some tech. You got to use it. And we're not going to show you how. It's just going to be there. And what the fleets that have been on the list for a really long time have successfully dealt with that, have successfully integrated their drivers into that process and keep on communicating with the drivers and making sure that it's still okay. So social media was one of those pieces of technology rather than just the truck. I mean, sometimes it's social media. Social media had to be integrated into how you're going to work with it with drivers. And the ones that are really have been successful is using private Facebook groups and things like that. So it's not just, you know, the satellite system or, you know, what kinds of things you have on your truck or, you know, that kind of thing. It's also just communication tools. Yeah, there's four new carriers on this list and 16 incumbents from last year. Some of those names, American Central Transport, you see Bison, Boyle Transport out of Billerica, Massachusetts. Shout out to the home team. You saw them, Michael Vincent, we were talking about vaccine distribution with those UPS trucks. They were the ones rolling out right with the UPS ones. But there's one here that's had a decade of dominance and it's Grand Island Express. It's made the list for 10 years straight. How do you stay on the list for 10 years straight? You change. You don't do the same thing all the time. And Grand Island Express is also really cool because, well, we've known them for a really long time. But one of the things that um, that really helps is to actually educate yourself on what other fleets are doing. So when we were talking um my partner and I were talking about, you know, how who stays on the on the list and how do they do it? And the um the head of the, you know, Tom Perney, who is the owner of Grand Island Express, he actually comes and sits in the front seat of every session that we do at the TCA convention. Every time we do a, you know, how you do, you know, the secrets of the best fleets, he's there, he's early, he's ready. And a lot of them are, I was, uh, they want to find out what everybody else is doing. And if you sit in a silo and don't look around to see what other good ideas people have, then you're not going to make the list. When you Every single year when you're trying to learn and trying to figure out what the best way to go forward is, you're going to make the list and then you're going to make it for 10 years. And then, you know, no matter what questions we throw at them, they keep on making because we change the questions to try and get people off the list. That's a secret. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> well, here's a little here's a little social proof. Derek Staples, he says he's in the comments that a company I worked for in the past here in Canada. Use Carrier's Edge. It's fantastic. Jake McLeod said solid carrier for sure. Talking about that Grand Island Express. Mm-hmm. I guess before we let you go, what what's the one thing that would get you kicked off the list? What's the what's the number one bad thing you could do to not cardinal be here? sin? Yeah, what's a cardinal sin? Bad driver surveys. Mm. So the driver surveys are a part of it. You do a corporate questionnaire, you do driver surveys, and then there's a little bit of safety and uh, turnover numbers at the end. Bad surveys are the number one way to get off the list. So if you don't keep your drivers happy, then they can boot you off that list. 
Well, Andrew Bounce, he makes an interesting comment here. He says, seems like mostly mid-tier carriers, are there top-tier carriers missing something? Is that something you see through your data that the mid-tier ones just yeah. have an easier time communicating with their drivers? I think they make the effort. I think that's the difference is that they're not so concerned. When you say top-tier carriers, you, are you talking about the large ones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, one, they they tend to not be nominated. Mm. And when they do, there's so much red tape in trying to get them involved. We have gotten some really large carriers involved. Um, we've had Landstar has been on the list for a number of years. They're not on it this year. Um, Prime Inc. is is a pretty big fleet right now. Yeah. But if you're looking at the like the giant public ones, it's going to be difficult for them to get on the list, I think, because one, they have to participate. Two, they have to be nominated. And then they have to try and... When we do have them in an interview, sometimes it's difficult to get the information because they're public or something like that. So I think that the big fleets have a shot if they try it and they do the same process. But the the smaller fleets tend to have an easier time because they're not they don't have so many obligations. So I think that's really what it is. But I encourage every like 10 trucks to, you know, 15,000, whatever, you know, come in. Come and find out how you are. And it's a really good way to not necessarily get on the top 20, but to just find out what you're not only get a review of your programs, but also find out what your drivers think of your programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Jane, th- thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate it. Everyone go to carriersedge.com, yeah. right? And you can check out the list and learn more about what Jane and the team is doing over there. Thanks again. Have a powerful week. Yeah. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be on. Yeah, good times, good times. Uh, here's another one. This was this yeah. was the highway to health, and we've talked a little bit about this. We've talked about it on yeah. radio. Yeah. We want to shine sort of a spotlight on it, get your year started out strong. So go work for a good carrier, right? Get get uh, get that checked out, get that health checked out, but also get your own health checked out, and we're going to help you do it. Steve Kane, he is the president and creator of Rolling Strong. Steve, thank you so much for joining us on What the Truck today. Well, thanks for having me on. Now, you, uh, you have a really crazy, well, I wouldn't say crazy, but really interesting background, right? <laughs> you've, you've seen all, you've been a former truck driver, you've been a cancer survivor, you've even had COVID, you've done triathlons. Um, introduce yourself better than I can. I don't know, that's a pretty good introduction right there. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I, I started my career driving trucks and, you know, spent about 10 years doing that, so it's not certainly not something I take lightly. You know, it's not like I just tried it, you know, I was one of them veteran drivers out there for a long time. And, um, but yeah, I was sick with cancer in early two thousands and went through a rough time and the driver community, um, you know, really supported me by making sure I had a paycheck and some insurance to make it through chemo and, and all that. And, uh, yeah. And I, you know, my comeback was through uh, triathlons. And so I've been training the last several years, um, you know, to compete in triathlons, had an injury last August and ripped my shoulder apart. And uh, through the process of recovering with that, I ended up with COVID. And uh, I, I fought that battle. And um, and now I'm back at it. And I'm, uh, I'm actually, I'll be, you know, later today, I'll go out and do, you know, probably a 40, 50 mile bike ride. Um, you know, I did a 60 mile on, uh, on Saturday. And, um, you know, I try to, you know, fit my swimming and running in where I can. Um, of course, being really busy with Rolling Strong, because we're uh, got a lot of really cool things going on right now. 
<laughs> you, you got a few things going uh, yeah. on right now. I do 15 miles on my Peloton. I'm like about to die. <laughs> I, heard you, I heard you snort when he said 50 miles. <laughs> like, yeah, well, I'll reach in a, in a week, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell us about the Highway to Health. Yeah. Tell, us, tell us what's going on there, the competition, the, uh, uh, and tell us what's going on there and how to get involved. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's for a long time, we've known there's been a real, you know, crisis in driver health. And you know, what Rolling Strong has done for a long time is tried to create some demand around that. And so now that we've built this really dynamic um, and functional uh, gamification platform through Rolling Strong, it allows for partners like Trucker Path to, to sponsor these, these competitions, whether it be at a local level, inside a company, or much bigger, like with Trucker Path, where we're offering it um, more on a national uh, basis. And so people can participate in a competition like the Highway to Health uh, competition for Trucker Path. Um, and we have several different uh, rewards brackets in there, so people can compete by age and gender and weight and um, experience level in the app and, and all that kind of thing. And basically, um, we're looking at the whole uh, the whole uh, platform of, of wellness. So it's not just a, a fitness competition. This is: Are you getting enough rest? Are you getting? Are you eating proper nutrition? Are you staying hydrated? Uh, are you getting the um, the workouts in? So we even went to, went to a granular level where we. Um, can measure if you have a wearable connected the number of minutes that you stay in your target heart rate zone um, you know for the duration of a workout uh, to really validate uh, these these competitions and, and your participation um, Steve, what, so just real Steve what makes uh, you unique and fascinating now. Steve what makes you unique and fascinating though is you know you can rip your shoulder and get back on the bike and do 50 miles right you can get cancer and not collapse into yourself you keep going and keep pushing yourself i talked to trucker path i talked to steve from to trucker path a little bit about this and he was telling me that to keep drivers motivated especially those that especially when you're starting out you haven't formed those habits there's a gamification and also a social component to this as well can you speak to that yeah, absolutely. So everything is tied together. Very, very lucky to have um, had the support resources to build a pretty intricate um, platform to do this, but um, it is tied in socially. So when you compete in a competition, you can see others on the leaderboard as you're moving along, as you log healthy choices, as you log your hydration, fitness, sleep, uh, well-being throughout every day, you earn points for that. You see yourself compared to others on the leaderboard. If I see you on there and I want to make friend uh, friend request you, I click your name, your profile shows up, I friend you, we can start talking smack or whatever to motivate each other. And then we have a whole social page we can also go to that then links right back to the competition, um, you know, so people can post their their goals and their, their challenges and um, a judgment-free social community for trucker health, if you will. That's awesome. That's a question I was going to ask, too, because it's hard for people. I've been working, I mean, for uh, 40 years plus. Yeah. Uh, so it's just it's just my life. Uh, but Injuries some derail people, you, too. They yeah. derail you all the time, and it's hard for someone who's trying to make that right choice to make those habits and keep them going. It's, it's, and it's difficult to figure out what to do. So uh, I guess the question that I would have for you really is, you're in a truck. Uh, you don't have access to a gym. You're not hauling around, you know, a, a squat rack and, and a Peloton bike in the back. What are some of the easiest things to that you can do to, you know, to to stay healthy? Uh, you know, you're not going to get ripped, I wouldn't think, in a in a cab. Maybe but could. maybe you can get ripped. What's the easiest way to get ripped in while driving a truck? Yeah. Let's hear that. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And um, you know, and there are people that get ripped. And again, you know, we're looking at. 
how do we stay safe behind the wheel? How do we, you know, combat um, the massive amount of um, um, comorbidities that we see in, in truck drivers over the years? So if we can just get healthy, that's a good start. If we can get ripped, then we've hit, you know, our optimal level of fitness. Um, but in the truck, there's lots of stuff you can do. We actually have a, a video production company. We've built all of our own, our whole library of fitness routines. We've even incorporated uh, pre, inter, and post-trip inspections to become a workout for drivers to focus on mobility, flexibility, and functional um, functional health. Um, but you know, it, it, things as simple as scissor squats or using the step to do ups or to open up them hip flexors before the day. There's drivers that bring trampolines with them. <clears throat> um, there's drivers that bring bicycles with them. And there's, you know, and there's nothing wrong with just a good old-fashioned uh, old footpath. Matter of fact, we're connected with all trails. And so we offer through an integration or trail options in, in the United States than, than you can possibly imagine. Um, you know, so just getting out there and moving goes a long way as well. Wow. Yeah, well, Lincoln Hawk in over the top, he's got like that pulley bar that he, he's going like this. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, he yeah, shows yeah, his right, son. Right. He's doing some calisthenics out, out in front of the truck. You know, those are a couple workouts. But if you're a driver, right, what if you had to redesign a triathlon, you know, try the cycling, the swimming, the running, but you had to redesign it for a trucker, what are like the three core exercises you would tell them to do? Yeah, um, walking is, is a great start. Walking to jogging is the next level. Um, and, you know, mobility works. So having a foam roller, you know, so we have, you know, uh, guided exercise routines on a foam roller because truckers are definitely, um, you know, they I apologize for some background noise. Um, but, you know, truckers, they have um, very tight piriformis IT band, TFL. Um, so we're really focused on first opening those uh, tendons and ligaments up so they can get the functional movement. Because most truckers that you're going to talk to that have been in the truck for three or four years are going to tell you, I can't run, my knees hurt, my hips hurt, my back hurts. So we really want to get them opening this stuff up and starting small and then start walking, then start running. You know, you can walk and jog and burn plenty enough calories. It's calories in, calories out. Yeah. Um, burn more calories than you're taking in, and you will see the changes happen. Yeah, yeah. a lot of it Just starts need to be your calorie mouth. deficit. Lucico, yeah, all right. Yeah. Calories in, calories out. I mean, you can still control that behind uh, yeah. behind the wheel. And if you're eating, yeah. you know, the family size bag of Doritos. Me, yoga would be a really good thing to be starting to practice, right? It would get limber. You know, yeah. It's funny when you when you're sedentary for a while, those pains like really start to creep yeah. in. It gets in your head that you can't move or be mobile anymore. It's too late for that. But you'll find out when you start when you start limbering up and you start doing the you don't have to run right away. Just like you said, you start walking. Um, you, if you can jog, jog. If you can start running and start running, but just incrementally, you will start feeling much much better. People want to get on that pathway. They want to get on the highway to health. Where do we send them to? <laughs> Um, so, you know, best place is just to go to rollingstrong.com, uh, um, follow us on our Facebook page, Rolling Strong Facebook. And, uh, you know, there's there's plenty of links on there that we've provided and, you know, certainly done email campaigns and that kind of type of thing um, or through Trucker Path um, within their app. There's some um, some ads that they run where you can uh, click on a link and and find your way into it. The, the one we're running right now is um, uh, first of what we hope to be many with them. I know Stephen was on and, um, you know, he has the same desire. So just really exciting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, folks like um, Stephen and, and others at Trucker Path have taken a genuine interest in really offering things that work, solutions that work, giving tools that work to truck drivers to get healthy. Um, and, you know, we're rewarding them for it. So, you know, they Very get the good. Love. And, and Fitbits and all that stuff. So. Love. Excellent. Hey, before we let you go, because I'm looking at that bike behind you, and we would be remiss to ask, how many miles do you have on that bike? 
That one, oh boy. <laughs> I I think last year on that bike, I hit four and a half thousand miles, um, you know, for my total for last year, but it was cut short with my injury. Um, wow. My goal well, this year is to hit 7,000. You know, I want to log 7,000 miles on the bike. It's hard to get enough miles in because I also, you know, try to swim 4,000 yards a week and run, you know, 20 to 25 miles a week. You're, you're an animal. You're an animal. Here's a little cowbell for you. Keep rolling strong. You're an inspiration. Thanks, brother. By the way, Tammy Ranch says so Steve has a powerful, powerful tool to help people be encouraged to stay healthy. Absolutely. Thanks again. Coming up next on the show, we're going to play it forward with our returning guy. This might be like his third now. Is it? It's Are you going to play it forward? Trey Craig says he's the <laughs> VP of Lean Sales, and I think his team. I think I think he's in that Missouri area, so I think his team, the uh, the Chiefs, are going to the Super Bowl. So Trey, thanks for joining us. Hey, good to see you guys. How y'all doing today? What's happening, oh, man? You got the it. shirt on and everything. Got You're the, uh, shirt on. the fandom is roaring, right? Hey, normally it's Red Friday on you know when the game's on Sunday, but this entire week is like Red Week. We're getting ready. I'll be wearing this and other gear all week, so very excited. Hey, we had KC Smart Hop on, and they yeah. sent us like this video that was really, really. It looked great, right? It was selling yeah. KC as this new e-commerce uh, warehousing destination. Was he was he sending us the wrong direction, or is that is that true? No, that's absolutely true. Kansas City is so strategically located right in the center of the country. It has an incredible interstate system that goes through it, uh, both north and south, and a, a great uh, interstate system right there. And just Missouri is kind of a hidden gem. Most people don't uh, typically stop here, but a lot to offer here, especially in transportation. Yeah, our own Clarissa Ha, she calls it Missouri, though. Missouri. Because she's I, from I, there. I think that's the proper pronunciation. <laughs> from there. <laughs> Missouri. It's Depends like on where you're from. That's right. Yeah. Well, okay, so Trey, what do you got for us? Let me perform for us, my friend. All right. All right, well, All right, he's getting the guitar. Right. As, you know, as, as you guys know, I always like to do original songs just for you. Yes. So I've me got too. another original. So does the copyright like, attorney. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, this, uh, this works out best for everybody involved. That's for sure. All right, this one is called Dooner and the Dude. All right, so this might be a theme song. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. All right, here we go. to something new three episodes a week now and i've got nothing but gratitude when will we see you every day of the week i'll be so pumped i won't be able to speak yeah dooner and the dude bringing us good news something about robin hood has given me the blues because i don't play video games my life is pretty plain I didn't know to buy GameStop and I'm the only one to blame. But now there's Dodge heading up to a dollar. Seeing your tweets, Dooner, we just might hear you holler. Dooner and the Dude, always coming up with something cool. Like, do you want a toilet in your truck and his clubhouse playing the fool? There's nothing better than some what the truck. But only three days a week, man. What the? Dooner and the dude. Dooner and the dude, yeah. Dooner and the dude. Dooner and the dude. Sweet. Yeah. There we go. There yeah, we go. I was little... get, by the way, I was getting like millennials shamed in the back because, you know, your, your song was talking about this trading that's going on, Trey Griggs. And, and the people in the back were like, so Dooner, it is what were they saying? It was Dogecoin, not Dogecoin. 
Yeah, it's Doge. I was calling it Douche. Yeah, they were calling it Dogecoin. You know what I told them, Trey, though? It's, I only care if I make money off the thing. I don't care how I pronounce I, it. I was, I, right. think it's, I, think it, I think the pronunciation is actually Dogey. Dogey. I think it's a dog, It's a hard G. <laughs> that's, I think hard it's a hard, that's hard to put in a song, though. I'm not going to lie. That's really no, I, I like the way you fit it in there. I also like the glimpse into your uh, background there with the uh, in the style of Sublime. I think I picked up that. Oh, yeah. There was a little bit of that. I was a huge Sublime fan. You still uh, my, my uh, college physics and calculus with it cranked up in my dorm room. I remember that. There you go, bro. See? 40 ounces Pick of freedom, that brother. <laughs> yeah, man. Amen. <laughs> Trey, let me ask you something. Let me ask you. What's been going on at Lean Sales? I think that you might have a um, – do you guys have a Super Bowl party or something coming up next weekend? Well, we do. It's actually the Mastermind event. It's the inaugural Lean Solutions Group Mastermind event. So we're very excited about that. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about growth in a in a post-pandemic era, which we hope to get to soon, of course. We're also going to have the Super Bowl party, which is going to be a lot of fun. I'll be rooting on the Chiefs. And it's always good just to spend some time with customers and get to know them, their business, their their company. That's generated incredible loyalty with our customers at Lean Solutions Group. So this is a, just one of those events that just knocks it out of the park. Is there a possibility of you getting a uh, Mahomes uh, cut at the end of that party if things Ooh. don't work out right? Oh, the haircut. <laughs> you know, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know that I could pull that off for two reasons. One, my hair is just so flat whenever I don't have all, this, all the gel in it. But number two, now that I've got kind of my, my logo, my cartoon, I can't really go away from this. I can never shave my beard, and I can never go away from the mohawk oh. at this point. So yeah, it's kind of pretty, the, the brand. Yeah. That's, yeah. I'm stuck. Yeah. You know, you know so that, that haircut is called a take me to McDonald's haircut. So next time you go to your barber, if you want one, say I would like what, to take that, me that's to McDonald's what it is? haircut. The Mahomes haircut? That is called a take me to McDonald's haircut. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I thought so it was the I Patrick hear... rate. Uh, or the Patrick Price. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I got to tell you something, Trey. Trey, when you're at this, what do you think that your customers are going to be talking about? I mean, other than the game, what, do you, what kind of conversations do you think you'll be having as you try to lead them in 2021? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, the majority of our customers started with us just on the back office operation side, the lean staffing side, but now we have a, a lot more to offer. We have lean tech, we have lean sales and lean marketing. So there's a lot more that we can do for our existing customers. We have prospects who are coming as well. We're excited for them to interact on our prospects, to ask questions of our customers, and just to see how they can better leverage lean for their, their overall business. We like to refer to it as business in a box. And that's what we're moving towards from, from a perspective with our customers is where can we help you in your marketing, in your branding? Where can we help with lead generation how can we help your, your it development or your custom projects that you have and of course the back office operation so we'll be talking about all that and uh seeing how they can better leverage lean for their business yeah you know trey i, I caught you last week uh watching the uh sales and uh, marketing virtual yeah. event that we had and uh that was a great really, event really, by the way it really, really was event. and i want to i want to get your take on it how, how what did you think of the event did you learn anything new there uh what's what's the trends moving forward well, I'll tell you what, I really like the fact that you guys are getting really detailed on your events. So this one was specifically sales and marketing and the content was really good. I enjoyed hearing the perspectives for the different sales leaders that are out there. I learned a lot personally myself. And I also felt that for vendors, it was actually more beneficial because we started getting more leads from this event than probably any other Freightways virtual event that we've had so far. So the fact that it was tailored to a specific topic and you had uh, industry experts in that was very beneficial, I think, for everybody that participated, um, as well as from a lead generation perspective. So I thought it was great. I just think they're continually getting better and better, which is great to see. Nice. Well, we're going to take a trip around the wheel. Let's spin it up. Let's oh, see what you get. I hate this. This is the worst part of the whole All thing. Right, Let's slow see it down. Happens. Here's the magic. Here's the magic. <laughs> it's going to stop right there. Oh, perfect. Okay, so you're a sales guy, so you would know, you would have some intimate insight into mark? this question. Yes, that means I get to ask whatever I like. 
You get a hundred dollars every time you're rejected for anything, be it favors, dating, sales, whatever it may be. How are you making the most money? I get a hundred dollars for every time I'm rejected. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, goodness, that's that's. I mean, I'm good at that. That's what sales is all about. I mean, it's a numbers <laughs> no. game. So I'm gonna probably just go out and just talk to everybody I can and probably sell them. Uh, I don't know, just something they definitely don't need. I mean, whatever that might be. Maybe I'll sell them some. Uh, uh, some, some, uh, I don't know. What's something that people don't need? I just sell that. I rejection is not a problem for do, sales. Doge, doge coins. Deal. You, you need, need Doge coin if you want to be a Doge coin millionaire. Doge, you want some Doge coins? Hey, I'll tell you, doge. two yeah, cents. I mean, it's, it's this all. is not investment advice, but it was two cents this morning, and it's like four or five cents right now. So, you know, you wow. play the, the Doge right. Good mood. You can do okay. I wouldn't recommend it on the rice. <laughs> Dean, I have a question for you. This may be for a different show, but I, I want to know if you're making Uh-oh. money off of this thing. You know, you're reporting on it. You're doing tremendous stuff, and I'm just I'm curious if you're actually winning in this thing. Well, on the Dogecoin offline or on Dogecoin, Dogecoin, GameStop, any of them. Oh, no. Well, I don't know about the games, the meme stocks. They're all a little volatile. They're all a little volatile. But yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get a, a house. Trey. <laughs> Trey, I'm trying to get a house over here, right? I need to make my down payment, you know? Yeah. And, but this thing right. can go sideways at any time. So this hey, is not spending his money on renting planes with signs. And Look, stuff. I'm on Team Wall Street bets, okay? <laughs> That's all I'll say. I'm on Team WSB. Hey, in 2021, that might be the best approach to getting a down payment there is, right? I mean, just give it a shot. Shoot for the fences. You never know. Sure. Me and my friend Sherman Bar. Sherman Bars rode that, that, that Dogecoin wave Thursday night. We got in like two cents and it went up to eight cents and there you uh, go. we saw the man was trying to stymie it and we got out but you know repositioning back in you gotta you gotta ride the waves on that stuff you got to, <laughs> dangerous you dangerous you game. When coming. all right we got one more for you we oh, got we one do. more for oh, you good okay okay all right here we go all right what what Are 90s rap stopped? <laughs> sure, because I'm going to ask you this one anyway. That thing's just a rock. What, <laughs> what 90s rap act would you want to reunite in? Would you want to reunite if you got to join? Oh, uh, what 90s rap act would I want to reignite or uh, to, to join? Um, I'll tell you one that, that I love the most that I always thought was the most fun was Kid and Play. Oh, I would definitely oh, want to be a part of right. Kid and Play. Cool. I like that when you have the I big, thought they had the good music. They always the had. They, they always look good. Of course, they, they had great, great tunes. So I, I, I'd be one of, only part of that one. Nice. Maybe the dog no. pound. I don't know. All right, I was going to say TLC. All right, Trey, Trey, where do people reach out to learn more? Yeah, great question. So we got a new website. So come check it out. They can visit us at www.leangroup.com. Again, leangroup.com. They can see all the products and services that we offer. Learn a lot more about our company and where we're headed in the future. So check us out. Thanks, Trey. Take care. Thanks, Trey. Good to talk you ever, to you guys. You ever see that video of, of Left Eye? She's filming. They're like driving in um, in Central America or South America yeah. somewhere, yeah. and uh, they're filming, and she ends up driving off the road. And then all yeah. I hear is them scream, and then she died. Yeah. In the video. Yeah. yeah. That's scary true. video. Anyways, uh, our next guest is Peter Bollet. He's retired <laughs> senior strategic procurement manager at Air Canada, our second Canadian guest today. We are so proud to bring you on today, Peter. Thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, I like it. Looking forward to the conversation. You have a, you've got a little Air Canada plane right there on screen too. Yeah, it's a Boeing seven eight seven. That's our our newest. Uh, well, newest. It's came in in twenty fourteen. Nice. I thought it was your mic for a second there. Yeah, it's like the Air Canada. <laughs> mic. I want one of those. <laughs> Is your captain speaking? <laughs> well, hey, well, tell us a little bit about tell us a little bit about yourself. You spent years and years with with Air Canada, so get, give us just some insight into your background. Okay, so when I was fifteen, sixteen, I, I worked in a machine shop. Uh, I was the the gopher boy, get the metal, get the materials, get the products. That was a summer job. Then after that, I went and joined a company called Associated Industrial Rubber, 
the branch manager was my neighbor. So he knocked on my door and asked me, Peter, what are you doing this summer? I said, I don't know, swim team, hockey, soccer, foot, whatever. He goes, no, no, you got to work in the warehouse. So really my, my supply chain career, my procurement career and customer service career started at Associated Industrial Rubber back in 1978-79, went on for about 16 years, moved from Montreal to Toronto, came back to Montreal. Uh, we merged with another company, so I became redundant and uh, had a few months off, played some golf, then uh, started Air Canada in 95. Nice, nice. You know, I was... Uh... I, I, I bought tickets to go see X-Men Dark Phoenix. Dude. Oh. I don't know if you know this story. <laughs> yeah, but because I, we I, I bought Peter. <laughs> because I thought Peter was in the movie, and, and then I found out he wasn't. So I, I, just, I didn't even scalp him. I just gave him away, and, and I mm. went and, 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 and got a cheeseburger instead. But most people don't know that about you, that you're, you're actually an, an, an actor there, right? Can you tell us a yeah, little bit about I, that? Yeah, doing some extra work. It was a colleague of mine, actually that uh, they were looking for some extras on a movie called Pawn Sacrifice. They said, you know, are you into doing some extra work? I said, sure, why not? You know, Toby Maguire, Liev Schreiber, very cool. So we started doing extra work with that. And Dark Phoenix, I was really stoked to watch that one come out. And then they had a massive rewrite, threw everything on the garbage floor, and then started rewriting the movie again because it wasn't, wasn't perceived well. So that was fun, though. It, it would have been some, some pretty cool footage. So, Peter, uh, this this happened to me, but in, like, reverse. So I auditioned for the role of the podcaster in this movie called The Sound of Metal okay. back in, I think it was, like, 2017. It came out. It's on Amazon Prime now. And I watched the movie, and I'm like, who did they cast to be the – who did they cast to be the podcaster? Well, I watched the movie, the whole movie. He, there, there was no podcaster scene. It got completely cut. So I was like, ha, ha, ha. You know, that douche coin luck, it doesn't run out uh, <laughs> over time. This thing, I'm pumping douche coin. No, I'm not. I believe in my meme coins here. Don't dare you. I'm, I'm, putting, my, I'm putting my house money on the line in the douche market, okay? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. So tell us about it. I have to it. say, my, my hand made a close-up appearance in Pawn Sacrifice, crumpling a piece of paper, though. Sweet. Oh, there you go. I would love to be a hand model. He's a hand model. <laughs> I would like to be one. <laughs> Let's see those hands. How beautiful. <laughs> so, hey, tell us, what was, so you had some, you had a lot of tenure over there in Air Canada. What's one of the coolest projects that you worked on and what did it entail? Oh, there was a few of them, but I think the, the one that had the biggest, the, the largest challenge is when we went through what we called uh, Project XM. And that was literally when we were transforming, bringing in our new image, uh, transforming our fleet. We gutted the entire aircraft, removed all the seats, the carpeting, the, the wall laminates, and we went out and sourced um, in-flight entertainment, power, new seats, panels, uh, paint schemes. Everything was all done. It was a huge effort with, uh, with a lot of my colleagues within Air Canada, engineering, marketing, product, brand, right up to the CEO level, tight trialing seats to sleep on overnight. So it was, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of challenges involved in that one. But there is, and, and you know, with what's been going on over the last year with with air cargo and the and the airlines, and you're, you're talking about retrofitting these these aircraft, you know, gutting, taking the seats out, and and changing these aircraft into into uh, for air freight, uh, is that along the same level? How easy is that to do? You know, we talk about this all the time, but we've never talked to anybody who has the knowledge or, or knows what it would take to do that type of stuff, and then also. Uh, you know, the logistics of actually using that, that aircraft as uh, a, a freighter have got to be challenging as well, right? Yeah, my, you know, my colleagues at the Air Canada cargo team, uh, Vito Cerrone, who's on LinkedIn as well, he would love to talk to people about that. You know, the, 
the removing the seats is not the <clears throat> sorry not the difficult challenge it's the engineering package and the certifications that are required once the seats are out and then the cargo conversion goes in place they're undergoing uh, five cargo conversions right now on Boeing 777 they're also going to induct uh, Boeing 767s that are coming out of the Air Canada Rouge fleet and then put that into an all cargo configuration as well there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of opportunity there uh, and it's not easy to do but there are some amazing engineering companies out there that, that put together that product, that package, and the materials required. And then it's just a question of bringing it in and installing it on the aircraft, getting it certified, and then it starts flying. So when we're talking about like commercial flights there, like like the model you have on your desk, what percentage of that would be on a regular plane, not not the modified ones, mm-hmm. but what percentage of that would be would be belly cargo? Not a lot. I really can't say. I'm not. I haven't spent a lot of time in the Air Canada cargo side of the world. But you know, there, there's a fine balance to strike between passenger load, their their luggage load, and then cargo that's allowable on that flight as well. So if you have, I would assume that if you have a large cargo demand, you you need to strike a balance with how many how much weight you're going to put on that aircraft because there is a there is a takeoff max that you can achieve with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's uh, wind considerations, luggage, mm. weight of passengers, fuel considerations, all that kind of stuff. It's a it's a rather complicated thing just to book and get the right cargo on there. Right? I would imagine. Very. Yeah. yeah. Very difficult. Yeah. Most people, you know, most people, they come up to a, they, they buy a ticket, they get on a plane there. It hopefully takes off on time, lands on schedule. But there's a whole network in behind that with the catering logistics the the ground handling the ground support the interplane the fueling it, it's one big machine that has to move very very tightly and, co- and well well coordinated together the yeah. SOC team works on that the, you know the marketing team the airports team the in-flight team it's 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 pretty special so what are your thoughts moving forward as we go and we have the vaccine rollout and uh, hopefully we start traveling uh, again? Do you see a, a big major return for the for the airlines, for the passenger airlines to to former glory uh, quickly? Or you think it's going to take some time? What are your thoughts there? My thoughts are it's going to take time. You know, the vaccine is going to take the better part of a year to roll out fully. Uh, government regulations, government allotments, our Canadian government just restricted all uh, sun destination flying out of Canada. So Air Canada, Sunwing, Transat, they're all grounded flying into sun destinations, Caribbean and Mexico. Uh, it's it's going to be a challenge. Regain regain uh, customer confidence, they'll get there, um, you know, but it's it's not going to happen overnight. It won't happen overnight. Yeah. Flames fan Nervad in the comments right now, he said that, uh, well, he says that you're the man, but he's also a big Flames fan. So um, I don't know if that's that's a that's a point towards him or a point against him for, for where you're sitting. <laughs> Uh, but we, Listen, we have we have a back and forth in our in our private LinkedIn chat there. Habs versus the Flames. It was a one one split there. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Uh, there we go. All right. <laughs> well, before we let you go, for someone who's looking to get involved with like Air Canada, you had some time there. What 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 what's the career trajectory look like, and how should someone to approach an airline if they're looking for work? Oh, if they're looking for work, it's it, as everything else in sales. It's it's bring a value proposition to the interviewing process. If you have mm-hmm. a value proposition, there's there's a skill set that they require, uh, then you're going to be on your way. You know, for example, back to XM, you know, I, I had to bring all this product in from the UK, ocean freighter containers, and I, I launched a massive RFP to find the right solution provider for my container freight, and it ended up being Traffic Tech, which is a 3PL locally here, 
versus all of the guys that have their own containers. And they eliminated all of my products, all of my problems that I had to bring the products in from uh, from the UK. So it's wow. a challenge all around. Value prop, value prop, value prop. That's all I can keep repeating. Cool. Well, Peter, where do we send people if they want to connect with you and talk more on LinkedIn? Uh, Peter Bolle on uh, LinkedIn. I'm it's I'm the only one on there. And congratulations, by the way. No coaching required on the Peter Bolle enunciation of my name. Thank oh, you. Oh, beautiful. I, I mispronounced almost everything, but I got that one right. So, so thank you very much. All right, man. Well, take care. I think there's strong evidence that he's been pronouncing his own name Apparently. incorrectly because <laughs> <laughs> Peter's never right. Well, rarely, uh, especially on name pronunciations. Take take it easy. We appreciate your time today. Thank you. So, Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it, guys. Love it. I love his little, I love his, uh, his plane there too. That has yeah. some big wings, but we have this, Very this cool. is kind of like big deal, little deal, but this is obviously a big deal, right? So okay. let's just look at the video and we'll talk about it. Oh yeah. So yeah. if you guys can play this up on the screen, we have, there's this giant turbine, 67 meter turbine. It's a 200 meter long wind turbine, right? Look at that Luxembourg based heavy hauler specialist P Adams Schwert. <laughs> Schwartz Transport. I think I got that right, actually. Yeah. Uh, Adam Schwartz, Schwartz Transport moved a 200-foot turbine blade on regular roads, just regular roads right here, using this modified flatbed. We told you it was the, the would this be the year of the flatbed, as Zach Strickland said. You're seeing this thing, like, navigate through. I mean, it's on a roundabout right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. Uh, well, what know, is that in front of it? Is that a little platform? High or? Eiffel Tower. High <laughs> Eiffel Tower. It's going around in circles around the thing, right? <laughs> Is that Clark Griswold driving it? Well, here's the thing, too. A lot of people online, they, when they didn't see the video, they just saw the pictures. I think they didn't realize that the blade was actually moving forward, right? Yeah, yeah. They thought that the front of the truck was the where the blade uh, is based down, but that's actually yeah. the back. So they're seeing it go through, like, the town, like, right here. And they're like, oh, it's obvious that it's Photoshop because it would have hit that streetlight. But as a matter of fact, it had actually already moved past that streetlight. And as you saw in the video, they can manipulate that turbine, that turbine blade. They can bring it up. They can bring it down. They yeah. can turn it left and right. Giant, but you you had something to say about that, right? What happens when you get there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What happens when you get there? You got to bring five more. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Guy goes, well, there's one. Seven more trips. Yeah, well, amazing <laughs> stuff. So it's super cool. I, I like seeing projects like that. And you always <laughs> mention, like, I was when I was watching uh, Midday Market Update, I was wondering how when Andrew Cox was broadcasting from home, how he got his uh, his couch, that gigantic couch he has inside yeah. his building. They must have used a truck like that. <laughs> it would have had to be. You think? Well, no, we'd have noticed it coming in, right? They probably flew that in. I, you, I you looked up biggest bring, biggest you can't couch. Bring that couch in on the streets of Chennai. I looked up biggest couch in the world. Three thousand feet in Russia. Three thousand feet long in Russia. Wow. Crazy. That's uh, insane. Hey, speak. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Trey, Trey wrote a song about this, right? Yeah. Trey wrote a song about this. There's some guy on Twitter, Caspar CMS, probably a Redditor, probably might have a douchecoin holder. I don't know. But he, he definitely holds some GameStop. And he was upset about Robinhood last week, putting limits on buys of a ton of different stocks. So he took some of his uh, douchecoin, dogecoin money, dogecoin Do money, or his GameStop money, or just his money, he had his diamond hand money. Whatever. And he, uh, he got an... And these are his words, not mine. He got a banner that he attached to the back of his plane, and it reads, Suck my nuts, Robin Hood. <laughs> I don't know if there's any other way to say that, right? That's what yeah, it says. No, I, it, that's what it said. I, I, you're, you're not wrong. <laughs> he said he paid the pilot extra money, too, to circle right above Robin Hood's headquarters for a while. 
So I don't even know. I like how it's all slapdash too. They're like, uh, he doesn't know how it works. So he's like, I'll just give you more if you, you know, if you just go around yeah, just for keep going. Oh, just, just go give more. You an extra there, 50 yeah, bucks for every trip you make. And there's a flight pattern too. So he's, he's got to go up. He's all the way going around Robin Hood headquarters. Show him this banner. I would, more bonus points though if he did it in skywriting. Oh, skywriting. Yeah. yeah Are sky- you in sight? Are you? No, you're not. Wow. Look at that banner too. You think that's a big deal <laughs> or a little deal? I think not. <laughs> I think it's a very cool deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's going to change what Robin Hood is is doing. But Nervat seems to be amused by this this banner yeah, that be people are flying around. If it said "suck D's. yes. And then, oh yes. Oh well, as like Trey said, he was going to yeah. be in the the, the dog pound gangster band. Yes, yeah. very juvenile. Exactly. We don't uh, commit. We don't recommend flying banners with. Um, Mildly offensive slogans on, on <laughs> no, them. Please don't. <laughs> or maybe we please do. Don't. No, I don't we're know. We're not encouraging that in any way, shape, or form. We're not encouraging that in any way, shape, or form. But if you happen to see one. Yeah. Here's a big deal or little deal for you, though. Okay. GM, right? GM's doing yeah. that push towards, towards zero emissions. Yeah. You oh, think yeah. it's going to be a big deal? We have a good article about it on FreightWaves.com that may change your opinion, but where do you sit on that? No, it, uh, it, it's a big deal, and it's getting bigger and bigger and could be massive. I think it's a lot bigger than many of us know. Yeah. Uh, just talking with different people, you know, uh, the refining of oil will drop. Okay, I mean you've got Volvo and a bunch of pe- bunch of other car makers that are that are joining yeah. on board, right, pushing this. But once you go electric and you drop the amount of oil that's being refined, there's ancillary products and a lot that come from the leftovers or that which is produced from the refining of oil that you don't refine oil to get. It's just exhaust from it. Yeah, plastics, rubber, and all this other kind of stuff. Price goes up. When you get a big uh, company like GM, too, it, it opens up the floodgates for sure people to invest in building businesses to service companies yeah. like GM and building these, yeah. these infrastructures as well as all the other auto makers. Um, interesting stuff. Though. I highly recommend reading that article on FreightWaves.com. Coming up on Wednesday, we got our Wednesday show at noon Eastern time, and this is, this is a powerhouse session we're going to have. We have P- Pierre Laguerre, who he's a guy who's like, you know, he'll turn you into Kool-Aid, man. He'll make you run through a brick wall. <laughs> he's uh, from Fleeting. We've got another amazing gentleman, Mar- Marcus Cooksey. He's the CEO at Duke.ai, and he's got one of those comeback stories. So when I Put that thread out, you know, right. about how supply chain being a you know circuitous route for people, a second chance, third chance in life for a lot of us. Yeah. He answered the call on that one. He's like, I started this company, Duke AI, after going through some stuff. So nice. he's going nice. to share that story That'll and that great. journey with us. Um, brilliant. Like, really, really great. We're going to have another play it forward. And it's really great uh, songwriter and singer, Britton Wesson. He's with, he plays he's with JBH, but he's also going to play it forward. We encourage him to break out his acoustic. Mm-hmm. I saw a video of him playing on uh, LinkedIn, and I was like, hey, you work in supply chain. I want you. You got to come on here. You gotta come on here. Dooner Same with you guys. You. you you guys play. You can play an instrument. You want to. You have a talent. You can do a magic trick. You can cook or something. You can do something fun. You can entertain us. T Dooner at FreightWaves.com. That's D O O N E R. We'll get you booked on the show. But we also have, and I want to thank Shannon Courier for this one. She hooked me up with Hope Zavara. And oh, she, is this from Shannon? All right. Cool. Yeah, she's a yoga and lifestyle expert. She's a motivated motivational speaker, and she's the CEO of Mother Trucker Yoga. I love it. Love the name. Love the name. Yeah. Apparently, she makes a cream, too, so for, for truckers. So let's say, here it is. Here's how we all tie this together. I want a yoga mat. Here's how we tie it together. You drive out there. You go and go to one of these best fleets to drive for, right? Yeah. You go and you join Rolling Strong. You get your health better. Now, you're going to get sore because you haven't worked out in a while. That's right. So you go contact Hope Savara. You do that mother trucker yoga, <laughs> and you get her cream, and you, you rub it on those source points on your body. That's right. And then you're all set. Yeah. 
Good time. <laughs> you can ready, find, ready to rock and roll after that. You can, no more you can find the show on your favorite podcast player of choice. Just look up What the Truck, or if you want every Freightways podcast all on one feed. We talked about it at the Sales and Marketing Summit. A lot of those sessions being uploaded right now to our Freightcast feed. Look up Freightcast on your favorite podcast player of choice. Uh, in the store, you see these shirts right here, swag.freightwaves.com. These hats should be up here soon. Um, did a drawing. A couple of hats are going to be going out to some of nice. you fine folks. So thank you for all who participated in that one. We really appreciate it. Thank you to our guests today. You can follow me on Twitter at Timothy Dooner. That is D-O-O-N-E-R. You can find him at Vincent the Dude. Yeah, how are you going to finish this week strong? Or how are you going to get into this week strong now? Am I going to get into yeah. it strong? I'm going to go do some mother trucking yoga. Mother trucking yoga. Let's right on, brother. DDP yoga. I might have to switch to, I might have to, switch to the mother trucker yoga. Yeah. How do you all feel about that? Peace and love. Peace and love. Thank you for joining us today on this show we call What the Talk.